Shalom. I am grateful for the increasing amount of people that are finding our channel and watching our content. Our primary purpose is simply to provide biblical teaching with the hopes, with the purpose of being a blessing to you, being an instrument that may assist you in growing and maturing in your faith and becoming more pleasing and more useful to God. In other words, in order to be a God-pleasing servant. That's our objective. Now, I realize that we're not always going to agree with one another. That's fine. And what I'd like to do in this episode, before beginning, I'd like to make some personal remarks. First of all, I don't take time to look at the comments that people write on, for example, our YouTube channel and emails that we get. We have a board that that frequently goes through the comments. If there's something that they believe that I need to see, few of them will send it to me. My wife as well, she'll go through some of the comments, and if there's something of significance, she will forward it to me. But by and large, I don't emphasize the responses of people. But there's been a couple things that I think I should and our board agree. First of all, when I refer to the book of Revelation sometimes, I do so by the term, the Revelation of John. Now, why do I do that? Well, in Bible college and seminary, when when professors spoke of this book, this is how they called it, the Revelation of John. In fact, I have in my hand a English Bible, and it happens to be the King James, and I look at the title of this book from the King James Bible, and it says, The Revelation of St. John. So it's very common for it to be referred to this way because he's the author. He received these visions and wrote them down, having been inspired by the Holy Spirit to write them down perfectly. Now, obviously, when we begin to look, it says the revelation of Messiah Yeshua, of Jesus Christ. This is the content But when you refer to the name of the book, it's very common. For example, most of the teaching that I do throughout the day, it's not in English, but it's in Hebrew. And in Hebrew, the book of Revelation is called Chazon Yochanan by, for example, Delich in his translation of the Greek into Hebrew. Chazon Yochanan, which means the vision of John, another term for revelation. So if that was a problem, if that had confusion to people, I apologize. It's just how I've always thought of it and had it referred to me by by professors and teachers and other scholars when you look at the material. So it's a reference to authorship, who it's by not the content. Again, the content, as many of you rightly point out, the book is about the revelation of Messiah Yeshua. Author John, but the content of Messiah. That we have a a better view for understanding our Savior when he returns, what he's going to do in the last days. Now, something else I'd like to comment, and this clearly was an error on my part, 
And I have no problem admitting times if I make an error or a mistake or just get it wrong. I want to set the record straight because we want to be a source of truth, not confusion. And in speaking about one of the episodes from Revelation Shorts entitled Wormwood, I used a wrong term. Now, the term I meant to say was asteroid. Some people, and I disagree with this view, but they see this Wormwood phenomena being an asteroid. I do not. I think it's a supernatural thing that God causes that has no human, logical, scientific explanation. It's something new and different. But we'll put that aside. In speaking about it, I use the term android. Wrong. Now, probably because, and this is not to make an excuse, but just a a way of explanation, we use that term android for phones and tablets and such. We have an app that's for the Android. So I simply believe that this was in my mind. I intended to say asteroid, but what came out was Android, and this is the wrong word. So I apologize for that. Now, what I'd like to do in this episode is to actually go back to something that that I spoke of earlier. I also gave a Revelation short episode on the four horsemen of the book of Revelation. And I want to focus in on the first one. Now, when we look, and we taught this, but just as a way of review, we see that the Lamb, obviously Messiah Yeshua, that he is opening up these seals, breaking them, and allowing the content within that seal to take place. He is not the cause of them. These are not things that God says, I want them to be. They're simply things that are happening. And they're happening when God allows them, not the cause. He can use them. Now, if we look, and I emphasize that the first four horsemen, they are are related to the fourth one in a unique way. It's kind of the fourth seal is a composite of the first three. And we have the term death and hell followed after this one in order to let us know the origin, the source of these things. Now, for this episode, I just want to focus in on the first horseman, the one who sat on the white horse. As I said, we're going to be looking at it from the Greek text. I'm going to be translating and responding to some of the things that we heard in order to to clarify my perspective. Now, it says here, Revelation chapter 6, and let's begin in verse 2, where it says, And I saw, or I looked, and behold, a white horse. Now, I made mention that this white horse is kind of a counterfeit because we know something. In the book of Revelation, chapter 19, Messiah comes on a white horse. And this is a counterfeit appearance. This is of one. One who, I believe, is related to the false Messiah, the Antichrist. These things are for him. They're visions of of things that are going to happen. So it says... And I looked, and behold, a white horse, 
and the one. Now, this is interesting because it speaks of one sitting upon this, this, this horse. So it's in the, the masculine, and it's speaking about one who is doing something. It describes one who is sitting upon this white horse, and it says, having toxan. Toxan is where we get the English word toxic. Now, what has people done? And let me just simply say, I am strongly against using gimmicks, sensationalizing things in order to, to get people to watch, to get people excited or something along these lines. We need to be careful. Now, some people say that, that I'm a false prophet. I've never, ever referred to myself as a prophet. Never have I prophesied. So you can call me a false teacher, but not a false prophet. I'm never in any way ever in that role as a prophet. So what they said was, in looking at this, is that this is a toxic, and because a crown, if we keep reading, we'll come back to it, a crown was given. And they're saying toxic, crown, corona means crown. This is the coronavirus going forth. This is what is being referred to in this first seal, this rider upon the first horse, the white horse. Let me simply say, I strongly disagree with that view. You know what's interesting? Some of the people that put forth this view, they are pre-tribulational in their view of the rapture. Now, from their standpoint, the rapture happens after chapter 3. Between chapter 3 and chapter 4, or when John's called up in Revelation 4.1, they see that as referring to the church going up. So you see the inconsistency. Someone says, oh, I believe in a pre-tribulational rapture, but I think that white horse went forth and it's the coronavirus. Well, if you're pre-tribulational, according to that doctrine, that view, the horseman comes after the rapture. So you have inconsistency. And the reason why they don't catch their air is because they're so committed to using something to sensationalize something, to cause attention to themselves. They, they give something that's ridiculous. It is clear here that what is being referred to by these two terms, toxin, a, a bow, it's a weapon. It speaks of a means of battling. And why is that important? You have to stay with the context because it says here that the one sitting upon it, that white horse, having a bow, also he was given, was given to him, the word here is Stephanos in Greek. Stephanos is a crown, and it speaks of authority and rule. What the scripture is saying is this. There is coming forth one who is going to have power. He is going to have a weapon. And that is going to allow him to utilize and take authority. Look at the context, what it says here. That he goes forth conquering. And this word conquering means 
taking control. It means being in power. So this one is in power that has the the bow. It's not speaking about a disease going forth and that disease has authority and the disease reigns. This is not, not proper biblical exposition. It's false. It says he goes out conquering in order that he should conquer. And it's speaking about a change in government, a change in rule, a change in authority. Now, could, could this coronavirus be, be a precursor giving, and this is how I would, would speak of it, I see it as, as giving us a foretaste, giving us a perspective. People oftentimes wonder, how could this mark of the beast that you can't buy or sell or something? Now we see something taking place. If you don't agree in some countries to receive the vaccine, and clearly, and I've said this on numerous other teachings, the vaccine is not the mark of the beast. Why? Because the mark of the beast is done in allegiance to. One, in order to receive the mark of the beast, has to pledge allegiance. They are agreeing, they are submitting to the authority of, in a public way, in order to get this mark. The mark is a one-time event. The mark of the beast, a one-time event. And it can be either on your forehand or forearm. This does not describe, there's no uh, uh, vaccine placed upon your head. And as I said in other teachings, when you look at the biblical context, you've got to remember what's called the tefillin. These are known in Greek as the phylacteries. There are these boxes that are placed upon your forearm and your forehead. Why? In order that one thinks according to the commandments of God, and behaves, does, according to the commandments of God. So what it's speaking here of the mark of the beast, its its foundation is not a vaccine in regard to some toxic virus going forth. In fact, I would argue that, that the coronavirus is not so toxic. It is not something that is so deadly, in fact. A rather small percentage of the people who get it die. Most people have a very light case and, and recover very well and fine without having to resource to the vaccine. But to say that, that this first horseman relates to the coronavirus is very poor. It rips, it rips the intent of a new leader going forth, a counterfeit leader upon a white horse that has power, this weapon, that he goes out and he conquers and takes authority. This is what the scripture is saying. Nothing to do with the coronavirus makes this, this, this case. It's something different. So again, we might be given a foretaste of how governments can exercise a growing control, a growing authority, and keeping people from doing certain things. But here again, you are not kept whether you have the vaccine or not. You can buy food. You can pay your rent. 
So people who are struggling to try to in some way sensationalize and use as a gimmick things, saying that this is the mark of the beast or this first horseman is the coronavirus, this is very poor biblical exposition. It is someone that is trying to take something that's happening and twist scripture into to speaking to this. Such people are dangerous. They are not people of integrity. They are not people that are using proper exegetical methodology, hermeneutics, in dealing with the scripture. And they should be avoided of. Don't be sidetracked. Don't let people turn you away from the simple meaning of the text. That there is going to be one that's coming, that's going to be revealed. And he is going to have a weapon that is probably an army from what we see in the second, second horseman that's going to take peace from this world and, and enter into a time of great, great instability. This is what we're seeing. So we need to be individuals that don't get caught up in the excitement of individuals sensationalizing scripture twisting words to mean something that they do not. So I'll close with that until our next episode. May you study diligently to show yourself approved and to have that God-pleasing testimony. Shalom from Israel. Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Thank <laughs> you.